Hey everyone, this is Jay, just a Latina woman learning to navigate adulthood in LA and everything else in the process. So for this week's episode, why don't you grab un cafecito so we can talk about it. Good afternoon, this is Jay. Grab un cafecito and get ready for today's episode, but first, here's your daily dose. For all the sports fans repping the East and the West Coast, this past Wednesday, the Golden State Warriors and Boston Celtics suited up for Game 3 of the NBA Finals. Unfortunately for myself, Boston took home another win on their home court, leading with 16 points for the win. This leaves Boston 2-1, a slight advantage over Golden State. The next game will be later on today at 6 p.m. Now, while I'm a huge, huge Lakers fan, for those of you that know, I kind of don't want Golden State to win this time around. And my reasoning is that I think Jason Tatum is such a great elite player, and I feel like he's definitely worthy of getting a ring. I think it's also kind of taboo for me to be expressing that, considering the long rivalry between the Boston Celtics and the LA Lakers. But I think it's time for the Splash Brothers to step back and let this rookie rightfully earn his ring. Also in entertainment news, the new Jurassic World Dominion movie has just come out. However, according to Rotten Tomatoes and other critics, the movie could be classified as subpar, especially if you consider yourself a huge Jurassic fan. With movie releases like the Bob's Burgers movie, as well as Buzz Lightyear, I will be having a guest on the podcast very, very soon where we will discuss movies and have a fun conversation about how we felt about these films as regular moviegoers. I think you will all really enjoy it when it comes to that, and it's going to be very fun and unconventional segment in the podcast. In more serious news, yesterday there were reports of a potential shooter who called into a suicide prevention line planning a mass shooting in downtown Los Angeles. The caller could not be traced, and this would have happened during the Summit of the Americas, which is hosted in Los Angeles this year. Due to a previous shooting in the Grand Central Market about a month ago killing one man, many residents, including myself, made others aware via social media. Luckily, the events did not come to fruition. However, due to the state of our world, these types of threats should not be taken lightly. Hey everyone, welcome back to this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed that segment that I've inserted. I will be adding a poll to the Spotify version of this episode if you want to let me know how you feel about it and if I should continue it in future episodes. First and foremost, I wanted to thank everyone who listened to last week's episode, which was episode 6. Adulting Como Pareja, where I invited my partner of five years, Moy, to talk about essentially our relationship, certain challenges and insights, and just other questions that we've had for each other in terms of the past five years and what we've been doing and how we've been handling certain things as a couple. Many of you have reassured me that it was one of the best episodes that you have listened to and you thoroughly enjoyed it, and I just wanted to thank you very, very much. I hopefully will have him on in future episodes. Many of you have reassured me that this episode really helped you with your own relationships and that really warms my heart because I had the intention of starting this episode with making it more of a conversation piece and I feel like I've successfully done that with the previous episodes. So hopefully in the future ones you all will feel the same way and feel like you know you can be more open in sharing your experiences as I will do with my own but let's get on to this week's topic 
I've been thinking recently, how can I make these episodes different, particularly the solo episodes where I don't necessarily have someone else that I'm talking to? And then I thought, why not just do like a version of story time, you know? And then I thought, you know, I actually have a lot of interesting stories that I don't really talk about unless it gets brought up in conversation. And one of the topics that actually really interests me is this conversation of like millennials versus Gen Z. So without further ado, I'm going to quit stalling and have this conversation about how I feel like in my own childhood, I'm neither a millennial nor do I consider myself a Gen Zer. So I like to say that my childhood was particularly interesting because not only was I considered one of the youngest cousins on both my mom's side and my dad's side of the family, but because I spent so much time with my mom's side of the family, who so happened to be much older in age in terms of my cousins, and my mom also had almost a 15-year gap between herself and her other siblings, I was exposed more to things of the 90s, even though I was born in the late 90s. Although I would be considered a 90s baby because I was born in 1998, most other people wouldn't really consider me a 90s baby just because I missed out on the majority of the 90s and I grew up in the early 2000s. Now the good thing about having older cousins was that although I was growing up in the 2000s, they were still stuck in the 90s, although a lot of them were born in the late 80s or in 1990. I was exposed to the clothing, the culture, you know, whether it be video games, TV shows, and even a lot of music. And at the time, my cousins would listen to a lot of R&B, so I would be exposed to TLC, 112, a lot of rap, um, E-40, even though it's, you know, from the Bay Area, that's what they would listen to as well. So I feel like I was very well-versed in terms of the culture that came with the 90s, and it was kind of hard making friendships as I grew up in the 2000s because a lot of those kids didn't have older siblings or older cousins or even aunts and uncles that would pass that down to them. So I often felt out of place and feel out of place now when I talk to people within my own generation, Gen Z, because many of them don't really understand. They don't understand what it was like growing up in the 90s. And while I didn't understand that either, I got a glimpse of it from just hearing about it. For example, I was watching a YouTube video about, I guess, different generations reacting to certain things that came out. Uh, for example, they were talking about a VCR. Now, I grew up with the VCR. I know what a VCR is. I used to have a bunch of movies and home tapes that were in, in the form of a VCR. Um, and I remember I had a specifically a very colorful VCR. So it had like a red button and then it was blue and gray and some parts of it were clear and I thought it was really cool. And then the remote that came with it had like the same color rearrangements that the VCR had itself. So anytime I had to watch a movie, I would put the VHS tape, you know, in the rewinder because my dad had bought us one so that we wouldn't mess it up and doing it ourselves. So put in the rewinder, rewind it, put it back in the movie or sorry, in the VCR and then play the movie. Right. So I grew up. I grew up with that. I know what that is. Tell me why when they brought a VHS, a VCR, and a tape rewinder out for these kids that are not even two or three years younger than me, and they didn't know what it was. And I was kind of thinking to myself, 
um, did no one tell you what a VCR is and that you have to put a VHS tape in it and in order to rewind the tape you have to put it in a tape rewinder? Like, did no one teach you that? It, it was something very weird that I could not comprehend because I grew up in the same time era that they did. So it was something that was sort of unfathomable to me. I could not process this idea of me knowing more about this technology than they did considering that our age gap wasn't even that large. And I'm not going to lie to you, I was sort of devastated um, because the memories that I got from going through my box of VHSs and movies and picking one and putting it in the VCR, like I still remember that very clearly. So it made me almost sad that someone around my age didn't even have that experience. But I kind of understood it because at that time DVDs started coming out and I guess that was just the new way of watching TV shows and movies and things of that nature. So, But I will always miss the VCR. I will not lie about that. This surprisingly even happens when I'm having just conversations with my dad's side of the family because those cousins are relatively around the similar age, if not slightly older than me. Um, I do have two cousins who are in their mid-30s, but the rest of them are still in their 20s. And a majority of them, out of all of us, they're actually under 24, under 23 years old. So I would be considered like the middle-ish of age range when it came to those cousins. And it's, it, it's kind of hard to start conversations with them with music because I grew up, like how I mentioned Previously, I grew up with a lot of 90s artists, and my music taste hasn't really changed uh, considering that I listen to a wide array of uh, music genres from like Motown, oldies, to sometimes EDM. I listen to K-pop. In terms of rap and hip-hop, I don't listen to anything past maybe 2018. Occasionally, you know, I listen to Post Malone and Jack Harlow and all these new artists, but not all of their music is something that I listen to on a daily basis, right? If I had a choice of listening to music of now in comparison to music of the 90s and early 2000s, I'm going to choose the music from the 90s and early 2000s because that's what I grew up with. So when we were talking about music one time at a party, I brought up that, you know, I was listening to NB writers on my way to the party, uh, my commute. And I think a couple of my cousins were like, who are they? And I was kind of like, um, you know, they're like this Chicano rap group that were really popular in the 90s. Um, very similar to like other rap hip hop within that time. And they kind of looked at me with a blank stare. And I was like, am I the crazy one for listening to MB writers at 24 while they're listening to you know, Travis Scott and all these other artists and they're like around the same age as me. And so I kind of just stopped that conversation in general because I don't really listen to Travis Scott. They don't really listen to NB Ridas. And the conversation was simply just going nowhere. Now, don't get me wrong. I like listening to new music. But what I have found myself doing is that on Spotify, because I use Spotify, I make playlists on the basis of who I'm hanging out with. So let's say I'm hanging out with my mom's side of the family, you know, cousins, I'm going to put music that they can relate to and I can relate to with them. Whereas if I'm in a party with my cousins on my dad's side of the family because they're slightly younger, 
I'm going to make this playlist of all this new music that has come out, these rap hits, these, you know, hip hop uh, melodies that people listen to nowadays that I'm not so familiar with. And while I do listen to some of them, it's not constantly where I'm like, man, I love the song. It's going to be in my favorites and I'm going to replay it over and over and over again. It's going to give me this type of nostalgia. It's like, no. I'm just going to play this because it relates to y'all and if we're having a discussion or a party, I don't want you guys to be like, can you change it? I don't really listen to this or I don't really like it. Even though I'm the kind of person that likes to expand other people's music preferences, I realize that I know who I'm dealing with and I don't know if any of y'all do that too when you're at a party with, with a certain group of people. Um, you have all these different playlists. I swear I have like maybe 40, 50 different Spotify playlists for different genres, different get-togethers, um, parties, turn-ups, things of that nature. So I just learned what each group likes, what their tastes are, and I'm just not going to change it because I notice that people are very, very serious when it comes to their music and I wouldn't want to mess that up. Now aside from music, I can distinctly remember what people were wearing or at least saw photos of what people were wearing in the 90s because I don't know if many of you are quite familiar with that era or were born in the 90s and lived through the 90s. Do you guys know like those pictures that you would go and take where it's like the background is like hearts or like the playboy bunny and it's like spray painted on and it's like diff like either blue like this baby blue, light pink, or it can be any other color, and then it usually be you and your girls or you and your homies um, posing for the picture, and then, you know, you would kind of give those out. Um, so that's what I saw a majority of the time. And a lot of these pictures would be of, like, my aunts, uncles, cousins. Uh, my mom had a couple of those, too. But a familiar trend that I saw, at least within, like, the Latino culture of dressing up in the 90s was the girls would um, do this like a Shanti type outfit where it's like the Tommy Hilfiger tube top or like a bebe tube top and then you'd have like the baggy overalls and then the white sneakers they could be like Air Force Ones or Vans or even Converse uh, black or white and um, you know the lip liner the frizzy hair um, the Aquanets you know spray can type of deal so that would be like the girls fashion uh traditionally girls fashion and then for the guys it'd be like a buzz cut um a graphic tee some baggy pants and again you know black or white sneakers nelly air force ones whatever that's early 2000s not the 90s so that was like the traditional streetwear i guess you could say and sometimes you know the girls wear like those gold hoops I don't know if they were predominantly worn in like the 2000s or the 90s, but like the the uh, gold hoops that almost look like bamboo, right? And then you'd have the name in the middle and like the, the, the nameplate. Also very prominent in Chola and Chola culture, but for now I'm just talking about the 90s. If you want to learn more about Chola and Chola culture, I think it's going to be episode one or two. You can definitely go check that out if you are interested. But yeah, I... Although I didn't grow up in that time era, I definitely felt very close to it for some reason. I felt like I almost lived it. And it's really funny because, you know, usually these conversations come up in terms of, are you Gen X? Are you millennial? Are you so-and-so? And most people would, you know, talk to me, get to know me, and they'd say, like, how old are you? And then when I tell them I'm 24, they're like, really? Like, you seem like you'd be a millennial. 
And I say, you know, I've been told that, that I could definitely pass as a millennial. I was born during a time where social media was coming out, phones were having flat screens, you weren't flipping them anymore, uh, texting wasn't paid for in minutes anymore. So I don't, I lived through that transition from the 90s into the 2000s. And I think that's kind of critical in terms of the point that I'm trying to say here. You know, that because I grew up with family members who grew up in the 90s, and even now, a lot of the people that I know that I'm close to, my friend group, they're in their late 20s or early 30s, or even in their 30s, and they, you know, live through the 90s and just tell me their own experiences and the fact that I can relate to them. Start up a conversation. They name this artist from the 90s. I can continue that conversation and say, oh, their music's dope or whatever. It almost throws people off in a sense, because a lot of the places that I work or study, you know, people are much older than me. And I feel like that's been a common theme throughout my life that I gravitate towards older people because I lived um, very close and very connected to people who were much older than me. So I just live off of that culture. In comparison to now, people who are considered Gen Z, I feel like I I don't know what the new trends are. I don't know what's popular nowadays. I don't know which famous people I should be looking out for. It's just this constant feeling of not being aware. And I feel like that happens to many other generations as well because my sister, she's around 11 years old and she keeps bringing up these things like, do you know this person? Do you know this artist? Do you know this song came out? And I'm just so disconnected from the media of today that if it's not related to something I'm passionate about, it's not related to academia, if it's not related to the artists and celebrities that I've been following since I was a kid, I don't really care about it. Now most of you might say, well, Jay, why don't you care about it? Like, you know, there's a lot of good media out there, a lot of good artists, a lot of good music, a lot of good things that's coming out. I don't know. I guess in comparison to when I was my sister's age and now, I'm just not actively looking for new things. And that sounds really sucky to say out loud, but it's true. I used to be the kind of kid that would say, oh, when's the next Drake album coming out? When's the next Trey Songz CD coming out? And now I'm kind of just like, oh, Bad Bunny came out with a new song. I've been listening to Bad Bunny for a while. I'm going to add this one because I really like that song or that album or so on whatever oh I'm gonna see this movie because it has this actor that I really like or actress that I really like and I've been seeing their movies for a very long time so I'm just gonna do that don't get me wrong there's a lot of good music a lot of good entertainment media film that's out there but I think as a kid I had a lot more time to discover new things whereas now as an adult I'm just sticking to what I know because going out of my way to find new music it's like a give or take as a kid I was still developing my music taste and now as an adult I've kind of settled in my music taste and although my music taste is very wide and broad for example I'm gonna give you an example I'm a huge fan of 80s disco music I don't know what it is I think it's just 80s synth that I really like in terms of ABBA Donna Summer so I really love those artists And now with The weekend and Post Malone kind of playing into that 80s synth disco type-ish music, I'm going to go and check that out. And I really like that because it's not only just 
butchering you know 80s disco it's adding to the genre but with a new pop slash hip-hop twist that's the kind of thing that I would pursue but in terms of you know old hip-hop 90s hip-hop 2000s hip-hop that I really enjoy in comparison to now the hip-hop of mumble rap not really understanding what the message is in the songs and not sure what they're trying to get to but the beat is dope it's like, yes, I will listen to it, but I don't necessarily enjoy it as much as my old music. And I know that might upset a majority of my younger listeners, but, you know, I'm sorry. It's just, I don't know if it's aging or just not really feeling as adventurous with exposing myself to new things anymore. But yeah, I think also just growing up with family members, you know, who went through the 90s, as soon as like the 2000s hit they just like stopped getting into any recent stuff and that meant us not sharing any new things and because they were having kids and you know getting their careers ready I didn't really have much contact with them so then we couldn't really share our music myself having to like I guess be more comfortable with the fact that I have to be not compatible but have to relate more to the kids of my own age and to realize that the kids of my own age were like on their whole different, their own wave than what I was used to growing up, it kind of threw me off a little bit. I feel like this is especially true when me and Moy hang out because old school hip hop, um, Sugar Hill Gang, I'm trying to think of the other artists. See, I can't even think of them. You know what I'm trying to say. So he listens to a lot of 80s and 90s hip hop. He also listens to a lot of oldies. His music isn't super out there or experimental like mine is so if for example if someone's trying to introduce me to this new rap artist came out let's say 2020 I'm willing to listen to it but Moy in terms of him he's not willing to listen to it at all because that's just not the music genre that he's particularly interested in so we find it really hard you know trying to find new music and I'm not sure if you guys know but in Spotify there's this uh, tab called discover weekly where based on what you listen to Spotify kind of generates these new songs that you can listen to to maybe add to one of your playlists or to your like music or even download it and sometimes it's a hit other times it's a miss but you know I think that's the only way that I will truly discover new music and now it's more of like indie pop you know, like the slow R&B, slow hip-hop, maybe some K-pop now and then because uh, Moy's sister's trying to get me into K-pop and I didn't think I would like it so much, so there you go, a new genre that I'm experimenting with. So in layman's terms, based on what I told Jan, what I've explained with a couple of my stories, is that I wouldn't consider myself Gen Z, nor do I consider myself millennial. If anything, I consider myself a Gen Z millennial. I feel like a lot of other people can also relate to this because for those of us that consider ourselves Gen Z millennials, we grew up during a time where the 90s were ending but they were still very prominent and the 2000s were coming up, but we are more familiar with the 2000s because that's the era that we grew up in. So if you did have older cousins, aunts and uncles like I did, and you also grew up with younger cousins, siblings aunts and uncles even nephews there's obviously going to be this feeling of okay I'm kind of involved in both of these eras and both of the cultures that are changing simultaneously but I don't feel like I belong to one or the other and that's how I've been feeling for a very very long time 
So I know this episode wasn't as exciting or as action-packed as most would thought it would be, but I'm glad to say that I do have more guests line up, and these solo episodes, I'm going to try to find a way to make them more engaging and more fun. I don't have a lot of story times right off the bat. Mostly I'm just recording what I have in mind at the time, but I feel like, you know, if you guys are more patient with me, I promise, I promise more content, better content is going to be coming out. But other than that, I hope you all enjoyed this episode and I will see y'all next time. Bye!